Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the final third podcast. It's your boy, AJ Tabura, and we have a great episode for you guys today because we have Gianna of the Women's Sports Matter podcast on to talk about the NWSL. They've been on now for the third time, and we're going to be recapping the season, regular season that just wrapped up, and also previewing every single game in the playoffs, who we think can win it all in the NWSL. So stick around for it. As always, big favorite ask of you guys, follow us on Twitter at Final Third Show. Link will be down in the show notes below. Also, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Throw us a follow there as well. And yeah, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another Thursday deep dive episode of The Final Third. My name is Jack Seversad. I am a fan of Minnesota United, Chelsea Football Club, Atalanta, and the French and U.S. national teams. And I'm joined here by two people, starting with uh, the, as always, my co-host, AJ Tabura. Yeah, I, I'm not the special one this episode. <laughs> Usually I'm not the special one. <laughs> but I'm AJ Tabura, I'm a co-host. Fan of Minnesota United, West Ham United, and the United States national teams. Jack, who is the special one that is with us? Well, uh, for I think this is the third appearance on the show. Yeah, a record amount. A record, record. yeah. Record. Yeah. Might be tied with uh, Reed, but you know, you're getting yeah. up there. You're getting up there. Okay. A record okay. for Gianna Belcastro of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. How are you doing, Gianna? I'm doing great. Um... I'm very prepared. Like I said on Twitter, I don't take notes for episodes at all. I don't like scripting. I don't like being prepared. But today I felt like it was absolutely necessary because I probably would forget a lot of stuff. And the teams that I root for, like I said last time, big Chelsea fan, yeah. uh, go Blues, ah. uh, big Red Stars fan. I'm actually going to the game on Sunday. So really nice. pumped for that. Uh, I also like Minnesota United and Let's Basically go. Chicago stuff, some Minnesota stuff, um, everything except the twins, as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. um, and I like the U.S. women's national team. Don't like the men's team. For men's, I root for Italy because my family is Italian, and I also root Fair. for the Australia women's national team. So, yeah. Because of the best women's player in the world, Sam Kerr. Exactly. Oh, my god. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we really got to get some more non-Chelsea fans on this podcast. We have, we have to we have to get the Sam Kerr propaganda rolling. You know how it goes. Of yeah. course, of course. Well, the reason why Gianna had to take notes is because we're talking about the NWSL. The season has concluded. Regular season has concluded. Portland has won it all in the regular season, but the playoffs are coming up. Tiny and we're little be, shield that they got, yeah. which is such a... <laughs> disappointing thing i saw the picture of i forgot who was holding it i think it was megan klingenberg and, and someone else and i was like this is so effing tiny like <laughs> did they just take something out of like lisa barrett's cabinet and give it to them like that's what <laughs> that's kind of what i thought it was yeah i was like i've never seen what it looked like before either and i was just sitting there like this is so funny but also really <laughs> sad no, that like low key tracks with the prizes that NWSL gives out. Like I think it was like the rookie of the year a couple years ago got a $50 gift card for Chipotle. And that was like the big yeah. like cash prize for 
becoming the rookie of the year. Like, yeah, not great. Not great. Yeah. Bethany um, Bowser, she got $50 from a $50 bowl gift card. Uh, I believe she tweeted that out a few months ago, um, especially when all this stuff was happening in the league. A, a dumpster fire, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and all this stuff was coming out and people were sharing their thoughts. And I'm very thankful for that, too, because. You know, as a fan, it is so important for some sort of transparency. So to see that players were tweeting stuff out and they're not afraid to do that um, is really nice to see. And it's such a shame that you got to see these weak ass rewards and, and <laughs> things coming out like $50 Chipotle gift card. That is so awful. That is disgusting. And the league needs to do better. Yeah, it needs to do better. But that is a lot of extra guacamole. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe next time, make it an actual cash prize and uh, a little bit more than cash $50. prize. A nice looking trophy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about who we think is going to win the rookie of the year this season and some more stuff. We're going to recap the regular season. Gianna, I want to hear from you first. Your overall takeaways from the season, obviously. You more than us have paid attention the most to the NWSL season. What do you think in general, like really open-ended? What did you think about this NWSL 2021 season? Well, there's a lot you can say more than other years, to be honest. Um, I've spent so much time on Twitter within the past, I want to say five months. It's scary. I am scared to look <laughs> at my screen time because I'm just constantly looking through um woso twitter as it as it's called just trying to catch up on everything that's been happening it's it's so weird it feels like the season is a year long when it's really like oh we're just getting to the playoffs now um i am very very proud of all the players this year honestly like these people i don't know how they're doing it um but to be a fan, I'm super proud of like what they've done and, and how they're speaking up for themselves. And um, even former players too, people that don't play soccer anymore and they're like living in other states and, and pursuing degrees or have another job, um, especially with that article from The Athletic, you know, that, that one. Ooh. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I. Honestly, like a lot of stuff needs to happen. Like Washington Spirit need to be sold to Kang, Michelle Kang, and not whoever they're trying to sell to. Uh, Steve Baldwin is an effing idiot who should never uh, be allowed to own another women's sports team ever. You can go mess with the men's sports. Don't really care about those, to be honest, um, especially with the ownership part of it. People that were involved that were hired by Steve, who are bad, they need to go. Um, and same thing in Portland, like just because you fire or replace the GM of the Thorns doesn't mean it's going to happen the same thing for the Timbers. So GW is still in with the Timbers. Um, I think Merritt needs to sell the team, mm -hmm. honestly. Uh, I said, I think I said that last time I was, I was on here, maybe. Yep, yep. Um, what else do I have on here? Oh, they need that CBA. It, this shows. Everything that has happened uh, shows that proves that the league needs its own CBA. Um, now that I have notes, I got to take time. Oh, <laughs> the future is so bright for all these younger players. Um, 
especially with the rookie of the year who I, who I picked for rookie of the year, who's definitely going to win rookie of the year, by the way, there's literally no competition for yeah. this. Um, <laughs> and the, the climate of women's sports is changing for the better. Thanks to Kaya McCullough and the people that were mentioned in the athletic article, even players that are part of the uh, NWSL PA who are making a difference every day, you know, with their starting of the hashtag no side hustles um, to no more silence. And then their demands are being met too by the league, which is awesome. And I'm really excited to see the new teams for next year with LA and San Diego, whatever San Diego is going to be called, because we still don't know. But we did find out Kansas City's name. Yes, yes, we, we found did. out Kansas City's name the other day. Kansas um, City Current. Let's go. Yeah. Love that for them. Um, <laughs> but that's all I got for this. Yeah. I mean, it has been absolutely a whirlwind season from start to finish, whether it be obviously off the field, that's probably going to be the most headline heavy section of uh, the discussion, right? It, tons of things happen off the field, but on the field too, there's expansion teams. There were uh, players making into their own uh, throughout the season and uh, players retiring, big players retiring. And all these different things has led to a very, I think some might say uh, engaging also for very a positive. more engaging season ways. for fans and former players. Uh, and current players, even yeah. I wouldn't say more entertaining. I would say more engaging. Engaging. Uh, more yes. people paying attention, <laughs> even though it's for all the bad stuff that happened. Yes. Um, and we've definitely talked about that. How we want to get you on this podcast to talk about some of the more fun things about NWSL, not just the negative things. Which well, this is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. This one's okay, you know. <laughs> Jack, what did you think about the season uh, on and off the field, whatever you want to take it? Well, I mean, obviously a lot of the season got overshadowed by, you know, I, I think rightfully so by a lot of the terrible stuff that we've seen happening throughout the entire league. And I mean, you know, the, the one thing that is nice about it is it looks like the future for the league is brighter, at least, because... Uh, with a new front office coming in to the league that should hopefully fix some things. Hopefully, you know, these terrible owners sell the teams to the right people as well. Like, uh, you know, Baldwin to Kane, that would be the ideal thing. It's, it looks good for Kansas city as well. I'm at like, just looking at the mock-ups of that stadium down there. Beautiful. Just so makes good. me, makes so me want good. to go to Kansas city for a reason other than the barbecue. So, I mean, there, <laughs> there is that, uh, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where they take this because, you know, uh, like I talked about the last episode we did on the NWSL, they've got to do a lot of stuff to rebuild the trust of players and fans alike. And uh, I'm hoping they can do it because NWSL can be really fun and entertaining to watch when there's not all the garbage going on behind the scenes. Uh, so I'm hoping they can fix that up to make it uh, to turn it from an engaging for all the wrong reasons season exactly yeah. to uh, an engaging season for you know the entertainment and high quality of competition all of all of the stuff that it should be getting plaudits for. Yes, I agree. Now let's talk about some of the uh, 
the, the good parts of the season, which would be the things that happen on the field, the achievements that all of the players have achieved, starting with, I think, the, the, the biggest award that an individual could win, which would be uh, the MVP award. Gianna, who do you think should be winning the MVP award? Do you have a short list? Do you have just one name? Let us know who you think. All of these have a short list except for one of the categories. Um, the one we talk about, like the teams, I have one answer for those, but for the sure. like um, individual awards, I have really big lists because I yeah. can't, I can't choose. Right. Um, so do you want to hear my bias take or do you want to hear my, well, it's still a real answer, but which one do you want to hear? Gianna, first? I want to hear it all. I want to <laughs> hear anything you have. Okay, so I think in terms of MVP talk, someone that wasn't even put on team MVP voting for the Red Stars is defender uh, Sarah Gordon, who Mm -hmm. played every single minute of every single game this season, which that's hard enough to do. She's also really good at defense. Like, I... This is my bias take because I'm such a huge Red Stars fan, but she's also super talented. Like, I've seen people on Twitter talking, like, trying to steal Red Stars players away and, like, wanting them to go to Chelsea or something. Both teams, which I love, by the way. Um, I've seen things about, you know, Emma Hayes should get Sarah Gordon or Casey Kruger. Like, no, please don't. You know, like, I I want them in Chicago. Um, Sarah Gordon. MVP should have been nominated for team MVP. I don't know who comes up with that um, for the red stars and in that thing, but she should have been included in that list. Um, She should be included in MVP for the league. Also on this list, um, who I I feel like is an underrated player in this league is Jess Fishlock who plays for OL rain. She super talented. Um, she's from Wales. If anyone, uh, wanted to know where she was from, she's, I think she has more than a hundred caps for Wales. I'm not entirely sure, but she's just been phenomenal for OL. She's been there from the start. Um, next person also from OL, someone that we talked about earlier is Bethany Balser, who was kind of in the running for, uh, the golden boot, which was eventually won by Ashley Hatch. And, one thing I want to say really quickly, the person that wins the golden boot should not automatically be included in MVP talks. You know, unless we're talking about a Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr is, is again, biased <laughs> opinion. Sam Kerr is just so freaking good. Like, no doubt about that. When I looked up recently, Sam Kerr won the golden boot three times, I think, in the NWSL, like three years in a row. Uh, two out of the three times she won MVP. Lindsay Horan was MVP when she was, uh, Sam Kerr was the golden boot winner. So that's also something to think about. I've been seeing a lot of tweets like Ashley Hatch really shouldn't be included MVP. I agree with that. Um, but you know who should be from the Washington spirit? Uh, someone who's on a revenge tour, someone that I, I guess this is biased opinion to Andy Sullivan, Andy Sullivan, terrific soccer player. Um, terrific stuff with the U.S. Men's na- national team recently. I think she should be considered in this as well. 
Uh, if you haven't watched any games or any highlights, please go watch Andy Sullivan play some soccer. It is fantastic. Um, definitely Andy Sullivan revenge tour coming at you. Um, yeah, maybe if, and if Midge purse played a lot more games this year, I would also put her in this list too, but, uh, right. I didn't put her in this list just because of how long she was out. Although honestly, it was kind of surprising to see her score eight goals a season with the time that she was out. But um, she would be like an honorable mention if she wasn't out for so long. Nice, nice. If you had to pick just one of those names, those are a lot of names. Uh, which one of those names do you think in your mind would win? Uh, like objectively, like the, like the NWSL would pick them to win and B, who do you want to win? Because those two might be uh might be different. I don't know. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um honestly, I can see Bowser or Sullivan getting it. But if I had to pick between the two, I would honestly say Bowser. But I've seen a lot of other people um saying a lot of like picking more names than this. Uh but th- these are just my picks from what I've seen this season. Uh, definitely Belser could be MVP, especially with uh, what she's done this past season. Again, if you haven't watched these people that I mentioned play soccer, go look up their um, highlights. And Belser, like, did not play Division One soccer. Right, um, yeah. Almost got cut from OL. So... Yeah, her story is incredible. I would love to see her get MVP. Quite frankly, she deserves it just because of what's happened on the pitch this year. Nice, nice. Jack, who is your pick for MVP? Yeah, well, I I had uh, a few options that I was thinking about. Like uh, Midge Purse was one that I was thinking about, of course, because, you know, I I think uh, nine goal involvements in 17 games isn't a bad number for a winner. So, uh, pretty good, and also uh, did pretty uh, well for uh, the for Gotham FC this season, you know. Uh, but I I ended up going for Bethany Balser as well. I I think she's been very good for OL Reign. I mean, when I mean OL Reign's just good in general, but you know they're so stacked. Yeah, they're so stacked. It's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable, but like so, how stacked they are. Exactly. So to stand out on a team. Yeah. That is so stacked, I think, especially like like you were saying, Gianna, with her her story, right? I, I think I think you've got to you I that that would be my pick. Although I also weighed uh Mallory Pugh as an option in it. <laughs> but she hasn't had a ton of goal involvements, but the 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 Red Stars seem to almost like live and die by by her performances at some times. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's kind of a hot take. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I know, but uh, I, I think I, I think I'd go with Bethany Walser for, for this season. I am going to have to agree. MVP is actually the only one where I didn't have a, a a real answer to just because uh, it's kind of really hard to, I guess evaluate players when it comes to uh, these statistical uh, measurements because a lot of these players are very close. Uh, the golden boot race was close. The assist race was close. So you kind of have to look beyond that and look at their team involvement and how much do they 
stand out on that team. And that's why I, I really went with uh, Balser as well, just because I think that, like you said, when you're on a team of bona fide stars and you stand out in that way, getting uh, nine goals, almost winning the golden boot race, I think that speaks to just how important you are to that team. And I think MVP, you know, it's obviously not just who is, you know, gets the most goals or else obviously Hatch would win, but it's also how important are you to your team? And if you weren't on that team, how worse off would say OL Reign be? And I think when you look at that and you evaluate like that, I also think uh, Balser would have to take the cake there. So I guess we're all in agreement. Uh, Goalkeepers of the year. I'm also curious to uh, hear y'all's take because I talked to Jack about this before the show, Gianna, and he had a uh, he had his own take. But I want to hear yours first. I have a list again. <laughs> All right, I, have I this like whole, it. This whole list. Well, uh, hopefully it's a bit shorter because there's only so many like eligible goalkeepers uh, in this league that you could potentially pick. So well, go ahead. Well, okay. There's five people on my list. All right, all right. Um, I got A.D. French out in Kansas City, Ashlyn Harris for Orlando, Cassie Miller, my bias take for Chicago, uh, Bella Bixby for Portland, and Casey Murphy for North Carolina. Um, all of them, fantastic. Um, honestly, I don't think a lot of people expected Bixby and Miller to perform the way they did this season. Um, so honestly, out of the five, I, I'm kind of torn, but um, this is, if I had to pick one, I feel like the most popular take with this is Ashlyn Harris, which I agree. I honestly, I'm tied between Harris and Bixby. Um, Casey Murphy tied the what was it clean sheet record and WSL record. With I know 11. she did that, right. but yes. um, I wouldn't pick her the goalkeeper of the year because I'm biased against North Carolina. Um, I have a hatred for North Carolina because of the NWSL final from what was it 2019? Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> um. But I'm, I'm going to go with the, the popular take, which is Ashlyn Harris. Um, phenomenal season. Should have been called up uh, for the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, age is just a number, guys. Uh, Vladko, if you're listening, age is just a number. Okay. Um, Ashlyn Harris, goalkeeper of the year. Final answer. All right. Uh, final answer. Yeah, locked in, I guess. Uh, I, I, I lean towards Ashlyn Harris, too. Uh, I think she's made some great saves. Uh, I'm actually looking at the the weekly awards for the NWSL right now, and Ashlyn Harris has a crazy ten save of the week awards. Ooh, like that it, is ooh that that is crazy. I mean the the, the That's next good. next most is I want to say Bixby with two. So that's unprecedented. First, also it kind of shows that not only is she making those saves but she's making some crazy ones as well uh so i don't even i don't really know who i i would lean towards other uh than that i, I guess uh murphy is is a good shout as jack is now going to explain jack why don't you yeah take it from here i honestly i 
I, I think I can I can see the argument for Ashlyn Harris as well. Like, I mean, you can see the argument. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's pretty clear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's saved, she's saved every penalty she's faced in this in the league this season. Made seventy one saves. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that that phase three saved three. Uh, so that actually might moot my argument before <laughs> that I was going to make. I'm not going to lie, uh, but. I, I, I was going to say Casey Murphy seems like a, a, a solid choice because, you know, tying the clean sheet record is impressive, although she did play more games that, than, uh, say, like Ashlyn Harris or uh, Bella Bixby. Uh, she also had the most saves in the division as well, which I think, uh, you know, the Courage struggled offensively at times this season, not, not doing great. Uh, their forwards weren't really firing on all cylinders. And she kept them in uh, the playoff picture and helped them get into the playoffs on the final day by producing five saves against Portland, which was huge for uh, the courage. So I, I, I think like uh, I, 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 I was going to stick with it, but I think Ashlyn Harris is probably the clearer answer, especially saving all of the penalties you face that's that's ridiculous i think it has to be ashlyn harris yeah see here's the thing when i think about like these awards like and i think the biggest thing going for the likes of bixby and murphy is the fact that their teams are in the playoffs meanwhile ashlyn harris and orlando pride uh have missed the playoffs and you that's a whole other argument whether or not like team success should dictate how players do in their own individual awards but uh i I feel like that is would be the biggest indictment on harris uh but of course if she is the one that's like single-handedly keeping the pride uh in those games i I guess that that should cancel out john do you have any insight on how good or bad orlando are defensively I went to the rescheduled Orlando and Chicago game. Mm-hmm. So I got to see, like, I was sitting right behind goal two. So I got to see firsthand uh, Ashlyn Harris, you know, making some some saves. Oof. Honestly, in the beginning of this season, I didn't expect much to happen with Orlando. But, you know, they were top of the table at one point. They were doing really well. And it was just the last like five or six games of the season that really put them under and got them disqualified. I think thanks to that game against Louisville um, where they lost, that took them out of playoff contention. Uh, so if people are not sure about this, they just need to, go, again, go look at highlights sure. um, because that is going to, that's going to show. And making the playoffs, honestly, I don't think that matters in this. It just if you're a good goalkeeper or not. Um, I think the, the best goalkeeper of this year was Ashlyn Harris. All right, all right. I think uh, ten saves of the week uh, kind of backs yeah, that it, up. If yeah. I if I had noticed if I'd seen that before, there, <laughs> there would have been no argument for there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about something that I think we may all come to a consensus answer on, which is rookie of the year uh i don't was there uh awards for the nwsl last year i know 2020 was the the challenge cup year did they actually have like yeah so so the last rookie of the year if i remember correctly is balser uh and this year gianna who is it going to be not who do you think it's going to be who is it going to be (laughs) 
So we did write down two names, but the answer is so obvious. Um, the person who's definitely going to be runner-up for Rookie of the Year is going to be Emily Fox out of Louisville. Um, she's earned some national team call-ups recently, uh, done a lot for Louisville. But let's just talk about the person that is going to be Rookie of the Year, which is Trinity Rodman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking. I got the NWSL site pulled up right now. Six assists on the season can score some pretty damn good goals, yeah. uh, team involvement through the roof. And what, she's only like... She's 19. Yep. She's my age, and she's kicking ass in the NWSL. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would love to be doing something like that right now <laughs> at the wonderful age of 19. She's 19. She's doing good. Um, such an incredible career she's going to have. Um, I'm assuming that in, in the next few years, she's going to get a lot of national team uh, playing time. And, you know, I'm super excited to see what happens um, with her career. But the definite answer of this question is Trinity Rodman. You could say something about Emily Fox, but Trinity Rodman for sure has done the most. Is just doing pretty damn good. And again, Go watch her highlights. That's right. I'm probably gonna say this every time because you gotta see her score. You gotta see her assist. She's just so good at the age of 19. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one thing to look at the stats. Even even the stats are impressive when you look at the fact that she's one of the only players that are in like the top 10 for both goals and assists scored. Like, and at the age of 19. As a rookie, very, very impressive. Obviously, when you when you watch her play, like I remember her first goal for the Washington Spirit. I was watching, I was, I was like, dang, like, like, who is this? And I was like, oh wow. Like it, it it's crazy. She's a rookie. She didn't even play in college too. Like right. Yeah, because uh well, it was the COVID season wiped yeah. out the season. So she just went straight to NWSL and still kicking butt. Jack, do you have any uh any disputes here or are no, you? No, it's, okay. it's indisputable. Even I can't come up with the hot I take. I like how we this. agree with everything so yeah. far. Like, I, this is great. <laughs> I did want to add, uh, she also created 40 chances uh, throughout the season, which is, you know, pretty important. Good, uh, good at, at dribbling as well. Succeeded in about 50% of dribbles. Not too bad. Uh, and, you know, 19 uh, there's nothing that makes uh, that that makes me feel uh old and unaccomplished like uh seeing someone who's younger than me oh, <laughs> and tear it up in 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 a league but that that's that that's what Trinity Rodman's doing and it it's it's really just fantastic for uh yeah. for her and uh like you were saying can't wait to see what she does for the US women's national team because she's going to tear it up of course there's also the star power bit with her being the daughter, Dennis Robin. But what, what I liked most about what she's done this season is that it's like, it's like that, that doesn't even matter. Like she, it, she's definitely like her own player. She's proved like how great she is without uh, that name recognition. She can become her own name. And I think that I mean, she, she has, she has a lot more to prove, but this is such like a, a great start for her. Uh, with that, let's go on to some more team awards. Moving on from the players, most impressive team. Obviously, there were some ups and downs for 
every single one of these teams, but let's talk about the ones that end the season off strong. We think that are uh, the most impressive uh, in this regular season, Gianna. Uh, and I know you said you had one team for uh, these team awards. Who is that for most impressive team? I just want to say that it's not the Red Stars. I don't know anything against the Red Stars. Um, like, the Red Stars were really good this year, but they weren't the most impressive. Honestly, when you make six straight playoff appearances, um, you got to win it. So I won't be impressed until they win the whole damn thing. Uh, you know, next year, if they make it seven and they win, that's awesome. Um, but they're not my I don't have my bias take this time <laughs> no bias um Washington Spirit is the most impressive team uh they got third seed they're playing a playoff game at home you know honestly there was the COVID stuff that happened the, the COVID protocol stuff where they had to um first cancel their game I believe it was in Portland and then they had to give up three points to both Portland and OL. So that already put them behind. Then you have the stuff going on with Richie Burke and Steve Baldwin and all the front office shenanigans. Um, so the fact that obviously, you know, I'm sure that a lot went through their minds and everything like that. The fact that they left everything off the field, off the field. And when they went on the field, all they did was play soccer. Um, their third seed in the playoffs. They're, the most impressive team this season by far. I'm not even impressed with Portland ugh, uh, or OL. It's it's like nothing new. Um, but Washington really, like they haven't made the playoffs since 2016. That's so right. to see them uh, come back this year, to be in that third seed with all the drama going on, um, I think is pretty incredible. And that's why I picked them for most impressive team. Nice, nice. Well, I'm kind of annoyed because we keep on agreeing here, but I also had uh, the Washington Spirit. Although I, I will add, you mentioned OL Ray in Portland. Like, yeah, that's like whatever. I will say, like, if we're measuring impressive just on like who seems like the best on paper, I'd probably have to give it to probably the OL Rain because they, they have Ooh. been. Sorry, I'm sorry. Like, like on paper, it's just a. a I thought really... we were agreeing. I'm sorry. No, no, on paper doesn't matter. We're not talking about on paper. We're talking about on the the soccer field. All right, all right. On the soccer field, relative to, uh, expectations and all that jazz, it would it would have to be Washington Sphere. I can't believe you're bullying me into agreeing. <laughs> let, let, let me have a contrarian take. Uh, Jack, why don't you be the contrarian here? Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I, I also think that uh, just a just a shout out to Gotham FC as well, because they are making the playoffs for the first time since 2013. Why which do you is, have to do this to me? I've got to give them something for that, at least. It's cool that they're making the playoffs. Uh, I also just noted, note, put in my notes, uh, Portland and OL Reign are not impressive. They're just good, and that's expected. So... I, I defined impressive a little bit differently, but my my top pick would be the Washington Spirit as well. I, I just wanted to give a little bit of sh- of a shout out to Gotham for making the playoffs after eight years. So that that's it. But I I, I will agree, Washington Spirit is the most impressive. All right, boo! No, no, no. We don't like Gotham. Remember? <laughs> I know, I know. But at the same time, 
Don't say anything good about Gotham until next year. Until you know, at least wait until after Sunday or maybe after the playoffs. Because if we do lose, like, oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you won't, and hopefully uh, some of these disappointing teams can uh, fix their stuff for next year. Let's talk about some most disappointing teams. I have an answer that might be contrarian, may or may not be. Gianna, who is your most disappointing you don't know, team? You, you don't even know what I'm going to say yet. You think you're already going to be... Uh, I'll tell you this. Um, the team that I believe was the most disappointing is the team that won the Challenge Cup in 2020, which is the Houston Dash. You I just... I don't understand what happened. Um, you got a great goalie. You got some great... Uh, forwards, uh, just the whole team is good. How do you go from, oh, we're in playoff contention to uh, now we're in seventh and we didn't make the playoffs? Um, like Rachel Daly, nine goals on the season, third for uh, the Golden Boot. I just, I, it's disappointing. Like, I don't like Houston, but it's disappointing to see, um, you know, a team that was high up in in the table and then they just drop because of gotham gotham didn't play the they were behind three games so once they started playing or making up those games houston started dropping along with everyone else in the table honestly except for the top two but in terms of disappointment it was disappointing uh to not see houston make it i didn't want to see north carolina make it um, you could make a case for North Carolina, how you could be disappointed in their performance, but uh, Pickett had a really good season uh, in terms of defending. And I think she's one of the reasons why North Carolina, along with Casey Murphy, those two um, are in the playoffs this year. But Houston Dash, what a disappointing season. Maybe next year you'll make the playoffs. All right. Well, Houston, that is a very good shout uh, I actually predicted right. I, we, I did have a, a disagreement there because I uh, did pick North Carolina Courage as uh, the most disappointing team. But they made the playoffs. The, yes, they made the playoffs, but at the last minute. <laughs> uh, exactly. At the last minute, they were, they were winless in uh, the last four games of the season. They had a lot of turmoil, obviously. So I, I guess you can make a case that that adds to the disappointment because uh, all of like that stuff kind of takes away from the competitive edge, but also when you look at it from a really bird's eye view and you look at the past couple seasons, North Carolina courage being the, uh, I'm not going to say dynasty, but like very good team that they were coming to needing to get a result in Portland and hopefully some other results going their way to make the playoffs. Yes. They lost some very good players this past year, Yes, they eventually lost their head coach, but still, like that 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 is a downgrade given expectations from uh, the last couple of seasons. Houston Dash obviously is a good shout, but I think given expectations throughout their history, I think North Carolina Courage is going to look at this and be disappointed if they don't win, uh, make it to the next round. But overall, even with this regular season, I think it is still a disappointment, Jack. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I I gave Gotham props last last uh last one, but I also think that they've been kind of disappointing because their front three is pretty good. 
and yet they drew 11 games throughout the season, which they, I mean, they're, this, this might be a bit of an insult, but they're, they, they basically mill walled their way into the playoffs. They, they drew a bunch of games and, and made it through. Uh, so don't, don't worry. I, I am, I am going, I, I am, I, I did have some digs at Gotham there for, uh, for you, All but, right. uh, you know, I, I, I feel like it's kind of disappointing. I, I was going to say like one of the expansion teams, but they're expansion teams at the same time. Like, I, I feel like you, you can't like judge too harshly an expansion team in their first season. Obviously like they didn't do great. Uh, like by most, expectations but still i i think like uh you know most disappointing is probably houston or gotham i i think houston's probably the bigger one though given their recent success in the challenge cup come on gotta you gotta disagree at every single opportunity i i did disagree a little bit i <laughs> I, I i put i put some i put some, uh some trash out onto the gotham name all right all right well gianna what, what do you think about the expansion teams? Do you think that their uh, seasons were, you can consider them to be a success? They both finished, if I remember correctly, respectively, uh, the bottom two spots in the NWSL. Do you still consider what they've done to be a success? Well, Utah was never good. Like, Utah is Kansas City now. Right. Kansas City, like, they did lose some some key players from Utah, like Kristen Press isn't there. Uh, Kelly O'Hara isn't there, um, you know, just like they were never good in the first place. So you don't consider them to be good unless they, you know, get some more players, make some trades, get some international talent. Um, I was also uh, I learned like last week that Kansas City plays in Kansas, um, yep. not in Missouri. <laughs> so that was fun to to find out. I think I was watching. I was watching the game on Twitch and it came up where the location was because um, they, they play on a, on a baseball field along with, oh, well, they also play on a baseball field. Um, and I was looking at it and I was like, huh, a women's soccer team in Kansas City, Kansas? But that's, that's besides the point. Um, and Louisville, they also get, they get great numbers because of the, what is it? The USL team that's there. So that stadium mm-hmm. is already good. There's some sort of fan base already there. So at least you got that. Um, still mad at Louisville for taking Nagasato and McCaskill away from Chicago. <laughs> um, really mad about that. But I can see Louisville getting international talent within the next few years. Um, same with Kansas City. Upgrading their rosters. But uh, I do have to say this one thing about Louisville, and this is why, you know, they're in the bottom of the table. It's that freaking light show. No one likes the light show, especially after someone scores. Like, you weren't seeing Carly Lloyd on the field. I don't like Carly Lloyd. I've talked about that on my show. But even she was like, what the hell is this stuff that's going on? That's so not safe. Um, And we've had people tweet about it before, like Bella Bixby was tweeting about it. so that's why Louisville sucks is because they have that really awful light show um, happening all the time for some reason. But the, the future is bright for them. You know, who has really big expectations, though, is Angel City, which could be a whole nother thing if, if we do another show about that. But um, you don't expect much is basically my point. All right. All right. 
Well, hopefully you'd expect more out of the coach of the year who uh, let's, let's see who that could potentially be. Gianna, why don't you take the floor again? Coach of the year. Do you have a short list? Do you have one name? There's two. Okay. And honestly, like with everything that Portland's done this year, you feel like that Mark Parsons is going to get it, but I don't want him to get it. Like I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. Great coach. I'm really glad that he's going uh, to coach the Netherlands because he's already done a fantastic job um, calling up some new players and the results recently have been good. Um, but OL Reign to start off the season, w- w- they were bad. They had um, Ben Sidi up there uh, was the head coach and, uh, you know, there was all that stuff coming out about him. So he left and then they bring back the one and only Laura Harvey, who is my pick for coach of the year. I don't care about Portland and all the BS they've done this year. It doesn't matter um, in terms of like NWSL regular season stuff. Oh, they won the challenge cup. That's cool. But Laura Harvey made a difference with OL, got them to second. They got a bye week for the playoffs and it's at home. So I'm such a huge fan of Laura Harvey. Um, You know, she's just a fantastic coach. The fact that she was able to come in and to, um, I don't know what changed. Maybe it was the coaching environment that changed up in OL's um, team, but Laura Harvey, my pick. I, I feel I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter though, where it's like, oh, Mark did all this stuff this year with Portland. Like he should get it. No, Laura Harvey. Final answer. All right, Jack. Do you agree with Gianna? Should Laura Harvey of OL Reign get coach of the year or should someone else get it? Well, you might remember me saying before we started this that this is the one category that I didn't do a bunch of research on uh, for coach of the year. Um, I, I, I can see, I, I, I can see uh, the Laura Harvey argument for, uh, you know, turning OL Reign season completely around. Like that, that is something huge that, uh, you know, the rain would not be the, the powerhouse that they are if it wasn't for her. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I really don't, I, I didn't do enough research to make an actual decision on this one. Uh, AJ, why don't you go through your rationale instead? Because I know you did some research on, on uh, your pick for this one. Yeah, so I, I, I eventually just went with Mark Parsons, not because I... I, I always hate picking the 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 coach that coaches uh the top team because obviously there there are some opportunities for those other coaches that need to be recognized because they obviously did a lot of great things. I mean, I was annoyed when Pep Guardiola won it last year uh in the Premier League when it definitely should have been David Moyes. Gotta get the the West Ham propaganda in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to get into the code. (laughs) All I'm saying is that David Moyes took a relegation team to the top six. So bigger jump, bigger jump. All I'm saying, Thomas Ducal's a good coach. That's all I'm saying. But not necessary right now, AJ, come on. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Back on topic, Portland Thorns, I think it, it, it takes a lot to stay consistently on top and throughout this entire season I, I was for the most part maybe not so much towards the end but 
very much impressed with how the Thorns were keeping pace with uh, the league. And I think to work through all of the problems on and off the field that the Thorns had to go through with all the competitions they had to go through to still come out on top in the regular season with all those other things going on. I think that the way that he dealt with the team and the way that he coaches is good. And, you know, that's why I picked him. Obviously, Laura Harvey is a good pick as well. Uh, It could be a toss-up just how uh, the final standings could have been a toss-up if some results went different. different directions that's just how i see it john do you do you hate me for this what's going on there not your best take today uh, boo, boo, <laughs> boo. I'm, I'm i'm sticking with it i'm sticking with okay. it all right well let's talk about the playoffs which are coming up we have two was it quarterfinal matches yeah quarterfinal matches chicago red stars versus gotham fc and washington spirit versus the north carolina courage all on november 7th And then uh, the Thorns will play the winner of Chicago and Gotham on the 14th, while O.L. Reign will face the winner of Washington and North Carolina on the 14th, with the final being on November 20th in Louisville, Kentucky. Let's start off with the first game, which, Sean, I think you will have the most interest in. Chicago Red Stars versus Gotham FC. I'm biased. Uh, Yeah, very biased. But honestly, (laughs) uh, you have good reason to be biased because the Red Stars have finished the season very strongly with 12 points in their last five games. Uh, It seems like right now the Red Stars can potentially do anything as long as the the players are all clicking. Do you expect them to at least make the semifinals and guest past uh, Gotham FC here? The obvious answer is yes. And I'm not saying no, like I'm going with my biased answer. Like I have scores written down and everything for all, all this stuff. Um, like my little bracket for um, the playoffs this year. I have it Chicago two, Gotham one. Um, and I think that either Pew is going to score a brace or it's going to be uh, Pew and Watt scoring for Chicago. And then for Gotham, I think it's going to be Purse because Edge Purse is on fire right now um, in great form. So I expect to see and kind of hope to see, because I'm a big fan of Mitch Purse. I kind of hope to see a Mitch Purse goal um, in person. So um, I hope no one is, is uh, that I know from Twitter where I'm like such a big Red Stars person, but I do love Mitch Purse. Okay. All right. Um, so that's my take for that game. And then for Washington and North Carolina, so I don't know the exact specifics of like what happens after regular time. I think they go to extra time and then they go to the the shootout. I believe so. so, Yes. This is how I have it. I, I have in, in full time, um, or regular time. I have it being tied one-to-one, uh, with hatch scoring and Williams scoring. And then an extra time I have Rodman scoring, uh, making it two one. And that's the final of that game. All right. All right. Jack, what do you think about uh, these two quarterfinal games? Uh, Do you think that Carly Lloyd will get a triumphant goodbye or a solemn exit? And uh, do you think that Washington Spirit can, you know, complete the, the rebound here from a team of disarray to 
only allowing one goal in the final five matches. Do you think that they can win over the courage? Well, I'm, I'm going to start with uh, Chicago versus Gotham because sure. the, the Chicago Red Stars are a team that I'd like to see do well. You know, the Midwest representation in the NWSL playoffs. Uh, it, of course, you, you know, Carly Lloyd isn't going to want to uh, take uh, take a loss like a but by like a laying down. I don't know what I don't know what the right phrase is. Whatever sure. you know, she's she's going to fight throughout this and throughout the entire ninety minutes to try and get an NWSL championship. And ultimately, you know, I I I'm a I'm I'm big into statistics. I, I I'm and I, I like 538. I checked out 538 to see what they're saying. They're saying it's mostly going to be an even matchup, giving Chicago a slight edge, 55% chance of winning. And ultimately, I do want Chicago to win this. And I think that, you know, their end of season form bodes pretty well for uh, their chances in the playoffs. Plus, it's a home game. That definitely helps. Uh, and I... I, I want to say like three to one, honestly, for, for Chicago. I, I want to say three to one, uh, but I think a Carly Lloyd goal. I feel like she's going to, she's going to, she's going to score one on her final in her final game that, that I feel like it's, it's there for the narrative. It, that that's the only reason why that prediction is there for the narrative. It wasn't there for the send off. Yeah, that, no, that's that. That's why it's that's why it's got to happen here. They that's, tried so hard, and it was like as soon as she got subbed off, Alex Morgan immediately scored, and I was yes. like, "I love to see it." Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I, I think I think uh, Chicago. I, I'm going for a Chicago win in that one. Washington Spirit versus North Carolina is a little bit tricky because you know theoretically Washington Spirit should win this outright, but. The Courage's defense has been pretty good. That shutout against Portland on the final day was pretty impressive. Uh, but I, I, I think I, I'd rather have Washington Spirit make it through to the semifinals in, in this one. And that's mostly what's driving this. Also, uh, when in doubt, I trust 538 to make most of my decisions for me about things. So they say 61% chance for the Washington Spirit to win. Sure, let's go for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, they they've got the rookie of the year on their team or presumptive rookie of the year. Uh, if she, if uh, Trinity Rodman doesn't win it, that's a crime. So I, I, I think like, and yeah, the what winner is on that team too. You exactly. Can't that. Exactly. And Andy so, Sullivan, um, yeah. but I'm biased. So, <laughs> so let, let's go a spirit win. I'm going to say like, it's going to be like a zero zero for most of the game. And then like, there's going to be like a last minute, Trinity Rodman winner or something like oh, that, wow. which, which would be really entertaining, I think. And that, that's, that, that would be like the perfect, the perfect game, I think, because, you know, I, I, I love zero zeros until the last minute. Like those ones are, as long as it's not against my team, it's great. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll go for that. All right. Uh, I'm going to agree for the most part. I, I will say that, uh, According to this post on NWSL that did some statistical analysis of uh, the end of the season uh, for the regular season here, that Chicago and Gotham had the easiest end of year schedules, which could uh, kind of elaborate on where why they finished where they uh, did. However, when you look at uh, the Chicago Red Stars versus Gotham FC, 
I, I think that the biggest difference here is how good the Red Stars are at home. Uh, Chicago Red Stars are actually the best team in the NWL when it comes to uh, their home record with uh, 26 points, which is obviously the most in the league. So I, th- I think obviously they will edge it out, uh, not just for bias sake or Midwest sake or whatever, uh, but I think it's going to be close for no other reason than I just feel it in my gut and the two of you went for relatively high scoring games. So I'm going for the 1-0, just a, a very <laughs> conservative 1-0 uh, Washington spirit. I got nothing to say here other than I'd love to see the Washington spirit win. And I'm going with my gut too. I'm going with a, a crazy penalty shootout from a zero, zero draw. Just cause, just cause I, I feel in my gut and that's what my gut's telling me. Maybe it's cause I'm hungry. I don't know. I'm going with a zero, zero. All right. So we're talking now about well, I guess we're presuming it's going to be the Chicago Red Stars versus the Thorns. But see, the Thorns have home field advantage. And so you would think that it would seem like the Thorns would be poised to do well in the semifinals. John, do you think that they can beat presumptively your team and potentially get the quadruple for the first time ever? No. 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 I'm going with the upset here. Um, I know how stacked Portland is. I know how good Portland is. But sometimes they make really bad mistakes. Um, And even though Bixby's been really good this season, she's also like fairly new to the starting position. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago pulled the upset. In fact, I have it being a one nothing game, Chicago winning it. Um, wow. Goal by either Morgan Bryan or Vanessa DiBernardo, like someone coming from the midfield to score, uh, maybe off like a corner kick or something. Um, I feel like they're, they're going to blow it. Um, and I know how loud Providence Park can be. Um, but honestly, I really feel like it's going to be such a close game and it's going to end up going in the Red Star's favor. All right. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll give my take first. What's really hard about this is that the Portland Thorns are very good defensively at home. They've only given up eight goals at home this entire season. So I find it hard to really think that that's going to change in this game. However, end of season and in general, it got it got kind of close towards the end, whether or not they would win the win the shield or at least like finish very strongly. So now now it feels like I'm getting too biased. I'm also going for no, you can't. (laughs) There's no bias. Um, there's zero bias here except when I do my little spiel. Um in that case, I I I Logically, I, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, the Chicago Red Stars upsetting the Thorns. There you go. I'm also going to go for a 0-0 penalty shootout win no. for Chicago. No, that's the- where, no. If it goes to penalties, I'm going to say we're screwed. Um, but that's just, I don't know how much, you know, experience these goalies have in those kind of situations, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to see it. Um, 
Hey, so I'm seeing out of belief. I, I, I'd love to, I'd love to see uh, the Twitter reaction from you. That must be a, a heart and attack and a half. Ah, geez. Watching the men's Euros this summer, <laughs> this past summer. Oh man. Oh yeah, two, two penalty shootouts for Italy there. That was. Oh my god. I'm not even gonna go into it because I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna get nightmares. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Jack, I, I'm going to be the contrarian here. I'm saying one, one Portland Ooh. win it on penalties. Oh, come Four on. Penalties. I, I I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, by who though? One, one, like who's scoring? Uh, Mallory Pugh for, for Chicago red stars. Uh, I, f- I feel like she's going to pop off in the playoffs for whatever reason. Uh, and for Portland, I mean, you could pick almost anyone on their team really to to score to score a goal. I feel like, uh, Christine Sinclair. I don't know. <laughs> I I I I don't know. I feel I feel I feel like Portland are going to do it. It's the boring answer, but terrible choice. I, don't know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm letting the Midwest down here. All right. Oh well. Rain versus presumptively the Washington Spirit. Will Rain have the star power, a great head coach and Laura Harvey, as we had previously talked about, and a pretty strong end to the season leading into their uh, quarterfinal bye into the semifinals. Gianna, do you think that they can make it to the final, book a ticket to Louisville? What do you think? 2 nothing. oh well. All right. Um, I think that um, I have here uh, Lissot Mayor, Brace, um, and one of those goals is going to be assisted by uh, the league leader in assists right now, which is uh, Sophia Huerta, who like also had such a great season with OL and needs to be called up to freaking national team. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think OL is going to get it. 2-0, um, easy breezy game for them. Like, they should not be worried about Washington. All right. Jack, do you agree? I, I agree, yeah. I, I think I, I think Rain should I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a spoiler here. I think I uh for for ahead. I think OL Rain wins the whole thing, uh personally, but uh I, I'm predicting 3-0, a repeat of the September game between these two sides uh, for OL Reign. I, I think, you know, I'd like to see the Washington Spirit do kind of well, not win, obviously, because who currently owns the team. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think OL Reign is just too big for them to, to handle, even though they did beat them on the second to last day of the season. But I think that just drives OL Reign even more. All right. As I previously said, I think that Ola Rain are a the most impressive on paper. I know that's not actually what impressive uh, means in our parameters, but I think they will win here as well. One to zero. I will say a fish lock goal, or no, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that. I, I, I'm just picking a bunch of conservative like uh, uh, score lines here, but something tells me that this is going to be not. Not necessarily, you know, the most inspiring of playoffs, but it's really just going to be like a, a, a grudge, just like going, getting through it, like a, just a, 
a cage match through these games. Try, just try to uh, not concede goals and just get to that final so you can win it. Speaking of which, the final got moved from Portland to Louisville. Uh, same time slot. So in Portland, local time, it was what, going to be 10 a.m.? And now it was it's 9 a.m. It was a 9 a.m. start time. Yeah, crazy. And now it's Louisville. It's, uh, I don't even know, time zones, 11? Uh, it'll be at 12. 12, okay. They're Eastern? Okay. More you know. All right. So that's going to be on November 20th, noon local time. So, Jack, you have Oil Rain and Thorns. Gianna, both of us have Chicago and OL Rain. Let's start with the contrarian first, Jack. Who is winning this final? I, I said I said OL Rain, and I'm gonna stick with that. Um, I I think they are the best team in the NWSL right now. Uh, even though they didn't win the Sporters Shield, that's mostly due to a bad first half of the season, but with their current coach, with their current squad, I think they, they it, it's it's really their uh, tournament to lose. I think is is the is the right way to say it. So I, I I'm I'm gonna go for them winning this, and it's gonna be an intense matchup too. Uh, if it's Portland versus uh, versus OL Rain, two one two one for OL Rain. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting, Jack. Because I'm also going with the OL Rain. Sorry, Gianna. I had to do it to him. But you don't even know what I'm going to say. You don't even know what I'm going to say. AJ, that, come on. That that is true. Because if I remember correctly, you said that that maybe you aren't going to pick your biased choice. But I said I wasn't picking my biased choice to win. All right. Well, maybe we all agree. Because I'm going OL Rain. I'm going. I'm going with a a, a one. A one-one penalty shootout. I, I, <laughs> I think it's penalty shootouts all the way through. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to say. Uh, I, I'm know who's gonna score. I'm sure it's gonna be crazy. Maybe two own goals. Who knows? But that's uh, that's Chicago's thing for sure. <laughs> own goal. Own goal plays for Chicago. It's it's a fact. Oh man. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll see them on the field. How about that? Uh, I'm going with OL Rain one to one two in the final in Louisville. Johnny, you are a guest. I saved you because it's a uh, best for last. Are you are are you going with the bias pick or are are you sticking with your guns and not? When I was writing this out, I already knew who I want who I thought was gonna win. Um, and I think it's gonna be three one um, OL against Chicago. Like this is OL's tournament to lose. Um, but like they quite frankly deserve it. Um, especially a lot of those players on, on, on the team. Um, I really love the off season moves that they made, um, getting those players from OL on loan, like especially Alana cook, the fact that she's playing in the NWSL right now, instead of playing in France is awesome. Like, she is such a talented player who deserves more national team time. Like her and Davidson on, on the national team, starting center backs, that is the future of the national team for sure. Um, I have uh, Bowser scoring brace and then Fishlock scoring. And then for Chicago, I have Watt. Um, yeah. Oh, well, winning the whole thing in Louisville. Um which I, I wouldn't even be mad about it. But if it was a North Carolina thing again, 
I'd be, I'd be pretty upset, but OL deserves it. Um, I, I think OL is going to win, but again, it, it is their tournament to lose. Yeah, of course, anything can happen. Uh, I, I suppose in, in 17 days time, we'll, we'll see if our predictions are correct. Uh, that is it for our playoff preview. I, I like how in-depth we went with all those uh, games. Gianna, thank you so much for joining us to recap the regular season going on and off the field. And of course, preview the playoffs. It's such an honor to have uh, such a great podcaster on, as always, for the third time now. Uh, do you have any plugs? I know you have a lot of them, but uh, let us know where we can find you. Um. Well, I mean, I guess the people that listen to the show can listen to my podcast. Um, so again, I'm the host of Women's Sports Matter, and you can follow me on social media, Facebook and Twitter. It's the same handle. It's at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find me at Women's Sports Matter. I have a YouTube channel. I'm really working on trying to get all my episodes up, hopefully soon, but it's the Women's Sports Matter Podcast. Uh, I've been interviewed for a few things. That is... Um, in my bio description for a lot of my episodes and I'm going to put that in my link tree. Uh, yeah. So subscribe to the pod would be nice. Follow me on Twitter. would love to interact with some folks talking about soccer. I can talk about any freaking team, honestly, like whether it's women's soccer or men's soccer, I'm such a huge soccer fan. Go Chelsea. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. Subscribe to this podcast, you know, oh, oh, that'd thank be you. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that's that's all I got, really. Go if you live in a market where there is an NWSL team, and especially if they're in the playoffs, go see them play. I'm going to the Red Stars game on the 7th, uh, hopefully where I can see the Chicago Red Stars win against Gotham FC. Super excited to go to that. Um, I know it's going to be really cold, but I will be prepared with my hand warmers. Um, and my Red Stars hoodie. But yeah. All right. Gianna, thank you again for joining us. We hope to see you uh, uh, potentially in the next coming months for the expansion draft, which oh, uh, I'm so excited for that. Details super, just came super in. pumped. Yeah. But again, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a great time to be here, guys. Like, this is so much fun. Love talking soccer. So, this is always fun to be a part of this show. Love the show. I, I, I hope I'm your biggest fan. I'm going to say right now, I am the show's biggest fan. Um, All right. If ever, anyone wants to fight me on Twitter, go ahead. Thank you again to Gianna for joining us today. It's always great to talk to them, talk shop about NWSL, a great league uh, that you can watch on Paramount Plus and CBS if you so choose. They mentioned seeing it in person. Also, just in general, watch NWSL. It is a lot of fun. Uh, their links will be in the show notes below, as will our links. Yes, our Twitter links will be there. Follow us at Final Third Show to keep up to date with everything we're doing. Follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Spreaker. I'm forgetting all the ones because they don't matter. All right. Uh, basically, we'll see you guys on a Monday for another news and predictions episode. Uh, we'll see you guys same time, same place for a deep dive episode, probably about the MLS next week. Uh, tell your friend about the show. Tell your dad about the show. Well, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.